Hey, this is Billy Claudio. I'm the pastor of Oasis Community Church, and this is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for joining us today. I hope this inspires you. I hope it builds your faith, and I hope you find freedom today through the gospel. Enjoy the message. But I uh, want to recognize, of course, the most important person in the room to me outside of my relationship with the Lord, and that's my beautiful wife, Jody. Oh, God. I can only just tell you what I feel in the Holy Ghost. I feel a love adjustment in the room today. I just feel the power of God wanting to shift our lives. And it's an awesome opportunity to be able to serve you today. Very thankful. I love your pastors, your dear, dear friends. And we, uh, we can share life together. And I'm grateful for that. So this morning, I'd like to get started in the uh, Gospel of John. The Lord just put a word in my heart for you this morning. And that is that he wants you to be able to hear him. How many realize that that makes all the difference? One word from God changes everything. And I want to just start at the tail end of John 9, and we're going to look at verse 41. It's, uh, it's really an introduction to how the first part of the 10th chapter is being set up. But in verse 41, Jesus said to them, If you were blind, you would have no sin. But now you say, we see, therefore your sin remains. And to set this in proper content, they're making a choice, is what they're doing. In the first part of this chapter, we know that Jesus has come across the path of a blind man. The beauty of serving the Lord, or maybe one of the beauties of serving God, is to be sensitive to the directions that we have through the course of our day, through the course of our year, and be sensitive to the needs of the people that are around us. How many realize that God will put people in your pathway that he wants you to be obedient to him to minister to? And this omnipresence, and I will tell you something about the omnipresence of the Lord, it's there in degree. He's everywhere, but to the degree that he wants to manifest can be different in one place than in another. And to the degree that God wants to be manifest, it has everything to do with our sensitivity. And then our willingness to obey the Lord. God will have people at Starbucks that he'll want you to just maybe wrap your arms around and say Jesus loves you and he's got a plan for your life. Or you might have a word of knowledge for somebody's life or what, however God chooses to manifest what he wants to manifest. He's omniscient. And in this storyline, what has happened is he's come across the path of a man born blind. Just like the woman at the well in John 4, I must go to Samaria. There was a mandate. He realized that in the pathway of his directive life, God was going to use him to minister to the needs of humanity. And Christians are not any different. But these guys are making a choice here. And we know the story goes on to tell us that the question came up, whose 
sin was it that caused this man to be born blind? And Jesus quickly stopped him and he said, nobody's sin. But this has been placed here, that there would come a manifestation in this man's life that would bring glory to the Father. Aren't you glad for the redemptive work of Jesus? Amen. And you know, when we find this uh, all through Jesus' ministry, we know what happens is Jesus begins to spit on the ground, and I, I, this is, please don't anybody think that I'm going to have a spit in your eye service today. I know you take a, a great risk by being on the front row, you know, I, I get that, but um, Jesus has made mud, and he sticks it on his eye sockets, and he says, go to the pool of Shalom and wash, and his eyes receive a miracle, and I will tell you, Miracles in the building already this morning. You have no idea how I just want to re release the power of God. And, 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 and I just feel the Lord wanting to alter so many things today. And um, it's a love adjustment. And we know he comes back and he's seen. And he can't find the man that brought him to, to him. And even the manifestation happened in such a way that the people that knew him his entire life didn't recognize him. And I will tell you that after you're born again experience, there are going to be people in your past that you're going to run across the path of, and they're not going to be able to recognize you because of how far God's brought you. And we know that the question came up, you know, uh, who did this? They interrogated him. They interrogated the family. The man was just so irate over the, the religious pressure. And there's a reason for this. That he just simply said, look, he said, do you want to kick me out of the synagogue? You want to kick my family out of the synagogue? Whatever. All I know is I was blind and now I see. And then we know that he re-engages with the Lord and the Lord begins to, to, to you know, lead him into a... A, uh, a, a, you know, an opportunity to believe, and he, and he quickly received that. But the religious had a problem with what the Lord did. And I will tell you, friends, when you have the ability to either have your eyes open or bring an opportunity for somebody else's eyes to come open, some folk are going to have a problem with that, okay? And they're making a decision, and one of the reasons why they had such a hard time receiving it is because this miracle happened on the Sabbath. It was just a little bit beyond their ability to accept, even though it was scriptural. And we have to realize that most of the Messianic miracles of the Lord happened on the Sabbath. The blind seeing, the lame walking, the deaf hearing, the mute speaking, the lepers being cleansed. Because these were scriptural events prophesied that would take place through the incarnate manifestation of the Son of God, and they knew it, but because it was just a little bit beyond their ability to accept it, they rejected it. And I find that in the life of believers, God will stretch us. God will want to introduce himself to us. God will want to bring us into new times and new seasons, and it has sometimes a way of challenging our ability to accept it, even though we know it's God. It's almost like we need to know that the way is safe before we believe. Amen? And I really want to encourage you that one of the, one of the greatest reasons why we have the ability to hear him is because when we hear him, faith is established. And I will tell you, when faith is established, there's not anything anything that can keep you from what God has said. 
So as our story goes into chapter 10 and verse 1, it says, Most assuredly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, is a thief and a robber. Let me just quickly say this. Poverty and religion are twin sisters. And religion will do its best to keep you as spiritually bankrupt as it can. But when God begins to speak, all of a sudden the prosperity of what he has declared begins to not only take root but bear fruit. You can get into the presence of the Lord and prosper. And when you talk about prosperity, I'm not talking about just monetarial. I'm talking about prospering in your soul, prospering in your marriage, prospering with your children. One word from God changes everything. Right? Amen. So he said something in verse 10 of this chapter, and I'm just going to kind of maybe take a little sidebar. He says, the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy, but I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. And it's interesting, a lot of people want to blame the devil for that passage of Scripture, and I'm all about blaming the devil for as much as I can. Okay? But he's not talking about a demonic attack because there's no demonic activity in John 9 or in John 10. It's a religious system that will try and keep you appeased in the moment and somewhat satisfied. And most people go through their entire life and they never have the opportunity to really establish what happens when God speaks. Oh, we can get a word from a minister, but there's something about getting a word from God in your prayer closet. And there's many ways that we can receive the word of the Lord. We can hear God in a song. We can hear God in a poem. We can hear God in a revelatory message. But when God speaks to you, your world begins to change. So I want to capitalize on the passage here as it goes on in verse 2. But he who enters the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the doorkeeper opens and the sheep hear his voice. Watch how this transitions. And he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them and the sheep follow him. He was trying to tell them, look, I am who you have studied to expect to see. And I'm trying to get you over that hump, trying to bring you into a hope. This is the reason why the Lord said in, in Matthew 9, verse 17, I can't pour new wine into an old wineskin. He's talking about Judaism there. He's talking about a religious system there. Even though the new wine is available, I don't know about you, but I want to be in a posture before the Lord where he can pour in whatever he wants to pour in. Amen? Sometimes it might take a little refurbishing, you know, being turned inside out and, you know, the whole process. But it's worth it. It's worth it. So he says this in verse 4, And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him. You know, when there's a word spoken, there's a new direction offered, right? When there is a word spoken, there is a fresh perspective of authority offered. When there is a word spoken, there is a fresh authority and judgment provided. One word from the Lord. And in verse 
Finishing verse 4. For they know his voice. The key is to hear his voice. And as you hear him, you begin to know him. Passage goes on to say in verse 5, and I will tell you that 2021, one of the numerical definitions for this year is to hear the voice of the Lord. But it means more than that. It also means to bring an end to sin. And most people only want to hear God in what we would call, you know, a comfortable way, a non-threatening way. But most of us need to hear God where God simply says there's spots, wrinkles, and blemishes that are standing in the way of you following me beyond that line you've you've drawn. So sometimes repentance is needed. And repentance, please don't, don't misunderstand repentance and condemnation. Repentance is the highest form of intervention that life can give you. It provides forgiveness. And forgiveness provides new life. Amen? So there's a lot of people that that they... And and you know, when it comes to hearing the Lord, a lot of times we stay in church and we get used to the, the, the culture of the church and we get used to maybe the church being in one place too long and not really moving and advancing. And we can end up like the older brother of the prodigal son in Luke chapter 15, verse 24. He had to ask a servant that he worked with in the field, what is that I'm hearing coming from my father's house? I pray that we would never lose the sound that comes from God's house. We would never, never be too accustomed to being in church that we would be dull in hearing or insensitive in hearts, that we would always be able to hear the sound of what God is saying in the moment. Is that okay? You know, I come from the South. I live in the South, and I know that I'm used to preaching to a variety of different crowds. But, you know, in the South, we, we, we just, as us preachers in our insecurities, need just a little bit of help sometimes by saying Amen. Did I say that diplomatically? Thank you very much. (laughs) But in in verse verse 5, it says, Yet they will by no means follow a stranger. And I'll tell you, friends, in a year that God is wanting us to dial our ear in to hear him and know him, there's a lot of strange voices in the land, a lot of misleading voices in the land. There's a lot of things that people, uh, people are trying to get us to buy into. And, it's, and I, can I tell you prophetically, it's just a temporary fix. It's not an eternal work. You know, when you begin to hear God, all of a sudden you can begin to navigate through anything. You don't have to chase fads. You don't have to find your identity in what somebody's soulishly expressing. And it has nothing to do with the real behavior or the character of the Spirit. You'd be surprised how many churches and how many places I go to and I can tell that they're at a distance from God and God wants us to really know Him. You know, I had the Lord tell me something just the other day. He said, Tim, I am better, better than where you know me. And it just wrecked me. Totally wrecked me. And in verse 5, it says, Yet by no means, yet they will by no means follow a stranger but will flee from him, for they do not know, for they do not know the voice of strangers. 
And wouldn't that be a great place to get to where you know God in such a way, you hear God in such a way that you can instantly detect when a strange voice is trying to mislead you? And there are some things that I want to give you, hopefully, maybe in this segment. I, I, I'm not going to... Uh, I've, I've learned I'm just, I'm just here. I'm just here to serve the Lord. I'm here to serve the church. And an atmosphere in New York not too long ago really rolled into a building, and, and I got scared. And if you've never been in that kind of atmosphere, you might not know what I'm talking about, you know, where you want to kind of weave your body into the carpet. And, and the presence of the Lord was just so strong, and I said, God, whatever you tell me to do, I'll do it. And, and, you know, just some great, great things are happening. I, I was in a meeting, and the Lord said, dip your finger in oil and shove it in that woman's ear. I'm just saying, okay. And I didn't know, but the Lord knew that 25 miles from the building, her husband driving a tractor across the field busted an eardrum earlier that week, and the power of God came on him on a tractor and gave him a brand-new eardrum. The old, it just, the old one just withered and fell out of his head. I was in a tent meeting. I, I, was, I got to preach a tent meeting not too long ago. Kind of felt like, you know, I felt a little old school, you know what I'm saying? And, and if you've never been in a tent meeting, it's really kind of cool, you know? And, and, and the Lord said, this woman, uh, her husband at home, and he's not in the service, has a collarbone out of place, and he's been in agony for two weeks. And, and he said, and he called out the, the, the time of the miracle. He said, at 8.32, I'm going to move on him and, and, and put that collarbone in place. She immediately got on the phone. And at 8.32, the power of God came on him in his home, away from that tent meeting, and put that bone in place. That's all right. You can give the Lord some thanks. Amen. The reason I'm saying that is because there's somebody that's got a collarbone that's not right. And I want to tell you that the Holy Ghost wants to move on you today and adjust some bones in your body. Did you say rattle? I like that song. Amen. So the first thing that I want to share with you this morning in the time that we have is that the voice of the Lord should captivate our hearts. John 6 and 33, or John 6 and verse 63 says, The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. One word from God changes everything. One word from God takes the rough place and makes it smooth. One word from God takes the crooked place and makes it straight. One word from God takes the low place and makes it high. One word from God opens doors that cannot be opened and shuts doors that cannot be shut. Our government needs a word from God. Our nation needs a word from God. Our marriage needs a word from God. Our children need a word from God. Our occupations at this time need a word from God. I feel anxiety trying to leave the building right now. I feel a, an adjustment of love. I feel the Holy Ghost coming upon us and driving from us everything that has been trying to manipulate us. It is a stranger. It doesn't belong in our life. The clarity of hearing Him and knowing Him wants to invade today. I'm getting a little excited here. Amen. One word from God changes everything. 
One of my favorite examples in the New Testament is found in Matthew chapter 7, verse 29. There was a Roman centurion, and he began to study Jesus. And he came to Jesus and he said, Jesus, I've got a need in my life, it's in my home, and all I need you to do is speak to it. Now, what was he expressing to Jesus? Jesus looked at him and he said, I have not found this kind of faith even in Israel. But what he had found is he had found an authority that was greater than Caesar, the one that he was serving. He began to recognize, I'm a man that says, you go and you go and, I, and you come and you come. He knew that the power of, of the words that he, he gave directive of. He knew that if Jesus would just speak to that situation, that situation would have to bow its knee and confess with its mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. He saw an authority that this man had sunk his faith into. And Jesus spoke to that situation. And everything that was at work within this man's house had to obey. He came under something. See, when you come under that kind of word, when you come under that kind of understanding of the authority of that spoken word, one word from God changes everything. What happens is we come into the full weight and the full authority of what's been declared. So it doesn't matter what's existing in the moment. As soon as God speaks to it, the mountain has to be moved. As soon as God speaks to it, the storm has to go. As soon as God speaks to it, the way is now made. He spoke to the Red Sea, and the Red Sea parted. He spoke for manna to fall from heaven, and manna fell from heaven. I don't know about you, but I'm glad that we can hear God, and we can know God, and we can protect our lives from the stranger that would try and deceive our lives. I pray today that God would speak in such a way that we would come under the full weight of that authority and that everything that is trying to cause a strange sensation of confusion or depression or whatever it might be would understand that, hey, I can't stay in this atmosphere. It's got to leave because of this atmosphere. God has spoken. Authority is being established and being released and being manifested for my life. See, in the world, authority generates power, but in the kingdom, power generates authority. Acts tells us in chapter 1, verse 8, you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Luke chapter 9, verse 1 tells us this. It says, behold, I give you power and authority. The world goes about it one way. The kingdom goes about it a different way. Amen. The second thing that I want to share with you this morning is this. The voice of the Lord should influence our direction. Amen. Falling in love with Him, that we would live our life for His purpose, not our own ambitions. How many realize that your own ambitions will only keep your cup about half full? But living for His purpose will cause your cup to be full and running over. Glory to God. I just, got, I just got the Lord pulling on me. Glory to God Almighty. I want to encourage you to trust God like you've never trusted God before. There's some adjustments going on in your practice. 
maybe some separations from previous relationships, maybe even a call of independence for your own identity. But I'm here to encourage you today. Trust Him. There's a fresh introduction of God for your life. Maybe even a brand new beginning for your life. But it's going to be one of the most exciting seasons you've ever had in your life. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. We serve a good God. Amen. Ooh, now I, I, I feel like the, the pump's been primed now. <laughs> Everybody's going, well, I want a word too. I'll share it with you as God shares it with me. Is that a good deal? Amen. All right. I can't, I can't fight this anymore. I, that, you need adjustments in your body, that collarbone, wherever you're at. This might be new for you, a word of knowledge, healing, a miracle, whatever it might be. Whoever you are, stand up quickly. Oh, yeah, 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 it's you. Just come on. Come on. It, let me tell you, I know, but there's somebody else here. All right, let's just make a deal, okay? Of word of knowledge shared by the Lord is God trying to reach into your life to adjust your life. Don't be afraid of it. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast. I really hope God moved in your heart today. And if you're in the Scottsdale area, I'd love for you to come and visit our campus on one of our Sunday services. You can find details to our service times on our website. I also want to thank our faithful givers. By giving towards our podcast, you're able to help us reach people from all over the world for Christ and fulfill the mission of Oasis, which is to love God, love life, and love people. God bless.